0: Thank you for tuning in to The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston Welch, welcome back to the Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Houston Welch again, and
1: today we're going to be uh, sitting with my good brother Chase Green again. We're going to be discussing uh, Joseph, uh, Joseph as a, as a shadow of Jesus. Now, uh, before we really get into to this shadow, and like what we're doing with before every episode is, uh, of, of this of this short series, is what is a shadow? A shadow is something um, that is, is it's found in the Old Testament and it foreshadows something that is that we read about or that is in the New Testament or even continuing on uh, even further past the New Testament and to uh, to the end of the world, et cetera. So the reason why it's given the term a shadow is because if you can get this picture in your mind, every figure, every uh, person or every object cast a shadow that shadow let's take it from an old testament perspective you can see the figure through the shadow even though you may not know fully what the figure looks like you may not even know fully what the figure actually is but you know that there is something there because of the shadow so from the from the old testament perspective uh, the Jews, uh, the the prophets, uh, the 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 fathers or the patriarchs of the Old Testament, they had these shadows, and even though maybe at that time they may not have fully understood or may not have even been able to recognize that there was something greater uh, that was casting that shadow, they still had the shadow it, itself. There's many references to shadows in the in the New Testament, many that we're going to be discussing, many that have. Uh, that we've discussed before. And so today we're going to be looking at Joseph as a shadow of Jesus. Now, Joseph is one of the more uh, common mentioned shadows of Jesus because there's so many clear parallels between Joseph and Jesus. Uh, we're going to mention that, uh, or we're going to take a notice that there are more shadows of baptism in the Old Testament than there there are anything else except for Jesus. There's more shadows of Jesus, of course, than anything else. But next to that is the shadows of baptism. But Joseph, being a shadow of Jesus, has more parallels to Jesus than any other of the shadows of the Old Testament. And Chase and myself, we're going to try to take a look at a few of these shadows Make application when due. And of course, we're going to try to notice the significance of
2: each of these shadows. So, Chase, uh, start us off. Appreciate you uh, for inviting me on the podcast again. I've been enjoying uh, recording these episodes. And so shadows, I think, like you kind of mentioned, is not really an exact science. Uh, Some shadows and, and types, as they're sometimes called as well, they're very clear. And some are not as clear and we're like, hmm, that could be a shadow. That could be a type. Yeah. And a lot of them are very clear, though. And when you just notice the the similarities between an Old Testament type or shadow and the New Testament, uh, sometimes we call it the anti-type. In other words, the corresponding New Testament uh, equivalent or, or similarity to what we found in that Old Testament example. And like you mentioned, baptism would be one. The uh, 1 Peter 3.21 passage, that's a really good example of, of this type and shadow type situation. It says the like figure, the New King James Version says, antitype, uh, the like figure or antitype, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Basically, Peter says, look, If you read the previous verses there in 1 Peter 3, the ark that was being brought up around the sinful world by the waters of the flood, that Old Testament shadow, that Old Testament type, corresponds to the New Testament antitype, the fulfillment, if you will, which is baptism, and the waters of baptism save us today, just like the waters that that uh, drowned out that sinful world in the Old Testament, uh, saved those eight souls that were in that ark that were being brought above all those sinful people in the Old Testament. So that's a really good way to kind of define these shadows or these types and and antitypes. But as far as Joseph is concerned, uh, to study this, I have looked at a really good resource that was recommended to us when we were in preaching school, it's a book by Brother uh, W. Gaddis Roy, and uh, Gaddis is not a very common um, name, but it's spelled G-A-D-D-Y-S. So W. Gaddis Roy, uh, he's a preacher, and uh, he wrote wrote a book called Types and Shadows. It's a red book. I, I guess it's, there may be other versions of it, but the one I have is a re- little red book. It's about uh, 150 pages or so, and within this book, really good resource on kind of explaining a lot of the types and shadows, Mm -hmm. but uh, on pages 38 through 43, we have the types and shadows of Joseph in comparisons with Joseph and Jesus Christ. uh, He's got about 14 listed. I didn't plan on going through all of them because it would take a really long time, but I have several that i'd like to talk about and the first one is uh providence so he says divine providence overruled in the envy of his brethren he he references genesis 45 verse 5 mm-hmm. genesis 50 uh, verses 15 through 20, 21. basically yeah the the brethren of joseph they didn't like him he was the favorite son he gets this coat of many colors, and he's having these dreams, all these things going on, and they get really jealous. What do they do? They sell him into slavery into Egypt. Now, you would think that that'd be terrible. Nothing good can come from it, but God works it out in, uh, to Joseph's good. In fact, when Joseph is about to die in the, the last chapter of Genesis, he says basically God worked it out for good. He, he meant it for good. Yeah, and they they meant people, they
1: meant evil toward him. They meant to do him harm, but God meant right. it for
2: good. Yeah, right. And so God worked all this good out, even in those bad circumstances. So God's providence there in Joseph's life. Well, if we look at Jesus, uh, Brother Roy comments this. He says divine providence overruled the wickedness of the Jews. What did they do? Well, and he references Genesis three fifteen, the first. The first prophecy of Christ, but also John 10, 17 and 18, and Romans 6, 23. Basically, the Jews they meant harm by crucifying Christ, but God worked it out in our favor because that was the sacrifice that was necessary for us to be able to have the gift of salvation. Uh, absolutely. So
1: and and looking at the the brothers' envy over uh um concerning joseph and they and that they despise joseph for that you kind of get this picture that joseph was was a bit more upright uh than than the rest of them and that's one of the reasons why what what caused envy um joseph was he was more favored of the father and now in in genesis 37 3 it says that he was the more favored because he was the son of of his old age of jacob's old age but Whenever you read about some of the things that that the that the brothers did, and some of the things that Joseph did, Joseph was certainly a lot more upright than what they were, and and it and it caused them to move with envy and to act in act in envy, and of course we see the same thing carried out and with with Jesus and his brethren, the Jews during the time, and that. Jesus was certainly more upright, and he did reprove them time and time again, and they refused to to listen to him. And rather than than listening to him, they they allowed envy and hatred to to set in their hearts, and so they they of course crucified the Son of God. So what what are what are some other parallels that that you would like to to
2: mention, Chase? Sure. Well, you kind of alluded to uh, this one. This is number two in Brother Roy's list. Joseph. Jacob's beloved son, Genesis thirty-seven three. Well, that's a really clear uh, similarity to the fact that, of course, Jesus is God's beloved son, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Some other ones. Um, the fourth one that that uh, brother Roy mentions. He says, Joseph rejected by his brethren because of that envy. And we talked about that. Well, Jesus was rejected by his own people through unbelief. And if you look at John 1, verses 11 and 12, we find that Jesus came to his own, but his own received him not. He was rejected by his own people. So that's a striking similarity as well. And then also the fifth one. In Brother Gaddis's uh, chart on pages 42 and 43 of his book, Joseph hated because of his dreams of exaltation found in Genesis uh, Genesis 37, 3 through 11. Well, Jesus was hated because he claimed to be king. Matthew 2, verses 1 through 18. Yeah. Matthew 28, 18. Luke 1, 26 through 35. Acts 2, 22 through 30. So Jesus was despised, he was rejected of men, Uh, and we can look at Isaiah 53, which I think we plan on discussing in another podcast episode, uh, to show that as well. Jesus was despised and rejected, in part because he is king, he is Messiah. He's not an earthly king, but he's the spiritual king, which is far more important. He is our Messiah. So that's a few, and then I've got some more we can talk about in a minute. But I, I better let you jump in and uh, see if you want to comment on on any of those.
1: Yeah. Well, well, just just kind of reiterating, kind of the 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 theme there that he was he was rejected, but even though he was rejected, even though his brethren hate him, he was still made their sovereign. And and that's one of the things that and I and I love looking at Jesus as as king. I think that's the way that we should look at him as, as, of course, he is our Lord. He is our king. And whenever you see the relationship of, of them in the, in the first part of their life, whenever they did reject him versus the relationship of, uh, with, of them in the latter part of their, of their life, they were then bowing down and seeking his forgiveness, pleading with him for, for Joseph's forgiveness we also, we would want to, if, if he is our king, if he does rule over us, he is our Lord, we seek his forgiveness as well, because every individual has done wrong, has, has done wrong to Jesus. Now, one parallel that I would like to mention uh, is it also in, in regards to this, not only is Jesus our king, but he's also our shepherd. You see, one of the roles of, of Joseph in the first part of his life was to be a shepherd, Genesis 37 and verse two, these are the generations of Jacob, Joseph, uh, being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brethren. So Joseph's job was, and I'm sure there were many others along, uh, go along with this, but Joseph was a shepherd as well. And one of the shepherds role was to, to feed the flock, to lead the flock, guide the flock, protect the flock, and all of those things Jesus does for us
2: today, um, do you have any comments or want to go on to another parallel? Well, sure. He He's uh, our chief shepherd, uh, Peter tells yes. us in, in one of his epistles. So um, here's a quick one. Uh, number six on his list in Brother Roy's book, Types and Shadows, Joseph was stripped of his coat of many colors, Genesis 37, 18 through 36. And then the equivalent for Jesus, Jesus was stripped of his garments. Matthew 27, 35, Mark 15, 24, and John 19, 23 through 24. Isn't that an interesting, striking similarity there?
1: Yeah, and you, and you mentioned that as a, as, a, as a quick one, but it's one that even though we can, we can quickly make reference to it, it's one that it really requires a lot of thought for us to think back, well, whenever Joseph was being, was being strict. I mean, that's, that's complete abuse, but it also requires submission. And then whenever we look at Jesus, there was complete abuse uh, being done to him. But he also submitted like a lamb led to slaughter because he knew the end and he knew what he had to do. And so yeah. we're thankful for it. And and that's again, this is there are so many parallels for us to not be able to see. And, you know, many times it's often said, well, everything has meaning to it. And but we don't we don't really we don't really fully think about that, and I believe that this is certainly one of those cases that where there's there's meaning behind it. There's meaning as to behind why um, why Joseph was given the coat of many colors and why it was stripped off of him in the way it was, and there's reasons as to why Jesus was given that that robe and then while it was why it was stripped off of him as well, because I believe God was making a clear reference. Yes, this is Joseph. Joseph was an upright individual, but he's looking towards something. There's something else. There's something greater, even greater than Joseph coming. All right, Chase, what is another parallel for us?
2: Number seven on his chart, and this is a big one. Joseph sold for 20 pieces of silver, Genesis 37, 23 through 28, the common price of a slave. Uh, the equivalent in the New Testament of Jesus, Jesus sold for 30 pieces of silver, Matthew 26, 15, 27, 3 through 5, common price of a slave, uh, with some inflation there, I guess. But the idea is Joseph was sold, uh, just completely sh- stripped of his dignity, sold into slavery in Egypt. Jesus was sold, if you will, uh, into crucifixion for the price of a slave yeah yeah
1: and that one that one's one that we discussed um prior and that you know a lot of these parallels we're trying to make application there's not a whole lot of application but that with every single one of these there is great significance in it that each of these you see the parallel and then you look and there's something else uh behind it there's something greater it's it's but a shadow of what was to come and of course this case being jesus right uh, Yeah, so a lot of these, a lot of these will overlap. Um, whenever we get to what, what, uh, what, what does he have down as number eight, Chase?
2: Number eight, uh, he says. Joseph's brethren thought that they had gotten rid of him. Genesis thirty-seven twenty-eight. Oh, uh, well, yeah, they did. Yep. It. Uh, they ended up bowing the knee to him, didn't they? Well, uh, Jesus is equivalent. The enemies of Jesus thought that they had gotten rid of him. Uh, references Mark fifteen thirteen through fourteen mark 15 29 through 31 isaiah 53 verses 10 through 12 and uh on the day of judgment jesus's enemies are going to bow their knee to jesus yes yes absolutely um here's one uh well i would like to save
1: this one a little bit later what does he have um down for for number nine and maybe maybe i haven't uh, looked at that book in a, in a little bit uh, so maybe yeah. you'll end up covering it before I get to it but uh what does he have for number nine
2: he says later joseph's brethren uh, had to face him so kind of what we just mentioned genesis forty two and forty four well the enemies of jesus are going to have to face the resurrection first corinthians fifteen verses one through eight not only did they face his resurrection there then and there but we will all have to face the resurrection of Either life or death one day, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so we
1: could we could continue on with many of these different references and continuing even down through uh, chapter thirty nine and and forty and throughout the entirety of of Joseph's life, but there's one that that I frankly I would just like to end on this one because it's it's a good one, and we're drawing near the close of the of the podcast anyway. In Genesis thirty-seven and verse twenty-eight, uh, then they're passed by the Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit. Sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver. Now, if you if you if you stop there and the, and notice the emphasis I was making, that they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit. Well, the Jew uh, the the Jews killed Jesus. Just like Joseph's brethren uh, sought to kill him, like we made a reference to, they stripped him of his clothing. They they uh then they for for Jesus, they of course stripped him of his clothing. They also laid a purple robe on him and, and stripped him of that as well. And then they threw him into the pit. That's a symbol of death. They thought that they had killed Joseph in that manner. Well, they crucified Jesus, and they thought that they had killed him, which they did. But then, just as Joseph was, was raised up out of the pit, Jesus also was raised up out of the grave. He was resurrected the third day, breaking the bondage of sin and death. So just like Joseph was raised up out of the pit, Jesus also was raised up out of the tomb. And I believe that that's a beautiful parallel there. Chase, you have something?
2: Yeah, um, if I may, there's one more I'd like to end on, too, in that right. it's point number 11 in uh, Brother Roy's chart. Joseph was tempted but he passed the test of course dealing with Potiphar's wife. Oh yes, yes tempted absolutely. him day by day but he, he passed the test. Now we know Joseph wasn't perfect. He did sin from time to time. But that example's given for us because he did pass that test. Well Jesus, Hebrews 4:15 was tempted in all points like we are yet without sin. And aren't we thankful for that because without that being the case, we would have no hope.
1: Yes. God required a a perfect uh, sacrifice one without spot or blemish and we have that in jesus he Absolutely. is our perfect sacrifice we must be thankful for him and for Absolutely. which i am we do appreciate you tuning in we hope that you found uh, found the study of joseph uh, interesting and there there are many other parallels even even brother roy doesn't mention all of the parallels he he pr- primarily just hits the high points there's right. many more parallels between uh, Joseph and Jesus, and of course, he was but a shadow of the things to come. Now, I can imagine if I was Joseph that I would be, I would be very, um, very pleased uh, that that I was considered to be a a, a shadow of Jesus. But of course, we're, he was but a shadow, he was a man, but he was a shadow of our Lord and our Savior. So if you, if you stay tuned in, you find it interesting, um, share it with, share it with another individual, as well as the rest of the podcast, uh, and go check out some of our sister podcasts on another day or check them out today as well. We do appreciate you for tuning in to us and have a good day.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from the scattered abroad network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the scattered abroad network at gmail.com that's the Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.